This is Monday, November 13th. What is Granada cooking up for the coming year? What course are we charting as we move forward? A couple of years ago, a buddy of mine bought a new sailboat, a beautiful Beneteau made in France, 30-foot boat made for enjoying life on the water. Now, it's not much made for ocean going as for quiet afternoons anchored out swimming on a reef. About a year after about a year of ownership, he decided he wanted to relocate his boat for a season in the Bahamas. That way, he could fly out to the island where his boat was tied up and enjoy exploring the beauty of the Bahamas. I thought it was a great idea. The only problem was how to sail his boat from Miami there. You see, there's a slight problem sailing across that little piece of the Atlantic to position his boat in the Bahamas. He had to cross the Gulf Stream. The Gulf Stream is a permanent current that flows from south to north along the coast of Florida. And the stream presents two major problems. First, any wind coming out of the north hits that current flowing from the south and it can kick up pretty nasty waves. But second, that permanent current flows usually between two and five miles an hour. Well, and his sailboat only travels five to seven miles an hour. Can you see the problem? Yes, that boat will find the current wanting to push it north to the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Now, I want to get to our scripture reading for today from the book of Hebrews, chapter 10. I'll read verse 19 to 22. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way open for us through the curtain, that is, his body, and since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart, with full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Now, this book was written by a Jewish believer in Jesus at a tough time for the early church. Most likely, it's Paul who wrote this book, even though he didn't put his name on it, given his training to be a Jewish teacher. Now, perhaps this is because it is likely that this book was first a sermon that Paul preached and that was recorded, then distributed to the church. Now, here's why this situation was tough at the time for believers. The winds of persecution had begun to blow, putting the struggling movement of new followers of Jesus in danger. This early persecution came in two waves. First, the Jewish leaders opposed the Christian movement. We saw this opposition at the trial of Jesus. The gospel, the message that God promised God's promised Messiah had come was a threat to the chief priests and the other members of the religious establishment, too. But second, the Romans had also begun to notice the new movement of believers. The Emperor Nero blamed the burning of Rome on Christians as a way to deflect, well, the blame from himself. It was during this painful and trying time that this letter went out to the new believers. In large part, the goal was to deepen their confidence in the purposes of God. They needed to see Jesus more clearly as the Son of God and Savior of the world. 
They needed to rest in faith and not abandon their hope in Christ. Now this part of the letter draws together the teaching of the beginning of the book. In a nutshell, we learn that Jesus has changed the story for our world. For the Jewish people, Jesus has come with a more important word than Moses, the one he received in the law. Jesus restores people to the Father in the way the sacrifices could only depict. Jesus has become our high priest, interceding for us with the Father. He does not need to make sacrifices day after day, because he became the once and for all sacrifice for sin, bringing peace with God that could never be lost. Now this is being shared because keeping our eyes on Jesus and remembering the promises of God fulfilled in him and resting in what Jesus has done, that's what opens the way to life, even when the tough time comes. Times come. Now we need to remember that Jesus has set us on a completely new footing with God, one in which we're secure, one based on the faithful love of Jesus. I want to go back to that sailing experience. After some difficulty in getting started, we finally crossed the Gulf Stream following a night when a storm had passed through Miami. The stream was still filled with huge swells and a reminder of the winds that had recently passed through. To arrive at our destination, we actually had to steer the boat toward a point far south of where we wanted to end up. In other words, we had to account for the strong current to plan for the conditions we would face. And ultimately, we ended up just where we wanted to go. Now, this is what we must do as we face strong headwinds and currents that challenge our faith. This is the time to return to what we believe, to remember why Jesus is our hope, and then to cling to him. Let, let us not be afraid to take on the tough challenges before us, but let's maintain our trust that Jesus is our source of life, the life that we long for and what the world also desperately needs. Let's pray together. Some of us, O oh Lord, feel like we're sailing through choppy seas, hoping for calmer waters. We rejoice that Jesus is enough, enough for us, and for this moment that we're living through too. We pray together in his name. Amen.